I'm Claire Liu, and I'm the CEO of Know Your Company, and I am super excited to have with me today Heaton Shaw, who many of you I'm sure are familiar of. Uh, Heaton is an amazing entrepreneur who's founded a lot of software companies, whether he was the founder of Crazy Egg or Kissmetrics, and is now working on uh, two different uh, startups and products. One is uh, Product Habits, and then the other is FYI. And Heaton and I, we met, I think, a few years ago, maybe at a conference, and just always been a real big fan of your work and excited to mm-hmm. ask you this one question about leadership. Yeah, I think we met at MicroConf, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right, too. Yep. But, I think yeah, couple, I'm excited to answer the question, and I don't know what it is yet. <laughs> and I love also that you're calling from a car. You are the first person I've interviewed to be calling from a car, uh, which you clarified, though, you were not I, driving. I, I'm happy to take that claim. <laughs> All right. No, well, here's the here's the question. What's one thing you wish you would have learned earlier as a leader? Oh, wow. Um, what's one thing I would have... Uh, and, you know, th- this question's interesting because I think yeah. when you ask it, I can have a recency bias and say, oh, mm-hmm. one thing I'm dealing with now that I wish I had known earlier, but I don't think that that would be appropriate. So... Um, I'm going to need a couple seconds to think because I have a good question. And I've been, I guess, doing this uh, for a really long time. Uh, so, uh, and, and, you know, I, I think I'm not very good at it, to be honest. So I, I, I would say that, like, I'm just looking to get better all the time at, at being a leader, whatever, you know, that means. Um, the one thing, uh, yeah, I think that, the one thing that I feel I wish I would have understood and knew previously mm-hmm. uh, much earlier, and I wish someone would have told me, or even if they did, maybe I wouldn't have listened. But I think the big thing is, like, as a leader, um, as a person who's responsible for other people, so that's what I would call a leader in, in some capacity, just to give it a definition. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, I was so very focused on being a nice person. And I recently, and this is a recency bias, but I think this was really important for me. I shouldn't be necessarily interested in being a nice person and looking to be nice to everyone that works on the team. And I don't mean that I would be mean because you would think Mm -hmm. that that's the opposite, but I want to be objective. I want to be accurate. I want to be honest. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times, and especially this applies to founders I've met, they're nice people, and that prevents them from being honest. And that's the aspect of us that really putting myself in check. Am I just being nice, or am I actually being honest? And there yes. is a nice way to be honest, but yes. I don't think I think when we think about honesty and and being nice, I don't think they're related. I think that. There are they aren't like instantly you're like, oh, you can be honest and nice. I think a lot of people believe that if you're going to be direct and you're going to be objective and mm-hmm. work with them feedback and, you know, talk about mistakes and problems and how to get better. Uh, it's hard to be nice and honest at the same Absolutely. time. No, totally. Are either to be nice or to be or, or, or to be mean, <laughs> you know, to be honest about it. And. Um, so yeah, I think there's a big difference between being nice and I am not 
going forward, my one of my goals for myself is not to worry about being nice, but be more focused on being honest first in a nice way. When when did you realize this, Keaton? So did you get burned by a situation? Is this a pattern that you sort of accumulated over time? Do you feel like there were some sort of big wake up calls where you were like, whoa, maybe if I were focused more on being honest versus nice, we wouldn't be in this situation or I would have let this person go earlier or et cetera, et cetera. I think I've made that mistake too many times of not letting somebody go earlier. Hmm. And it's because I wasn't willing to be honest with them. Instead, we would, you know, people would have discussions about them when they weren't in the room. We're a remote team, but it's still the same analogy. And once that happens, like more than a couple times, handfuls too much, and it usually happens a lot more, there's something you need to do. And usually what that means is you need to go talk to that person. Yes. And I think that there's a level of toxic culture that develops when you don't do that that's hard to see, especially on a remote team. Yes. So I spent so much time making making people on, on the team feel like I'm nice, mm-hmm. just like I would make somebody who I'm advising uh, or a friend or, you know, anybody that's more of an acquaintance or what have you. And then I should be nice. Yeah, there's really nothing at stake there. To be honest, in those relationships, in that way, um, and and the funny thing for me is, I was way more honest with those people than I tended to be with people on the. Because if you ask around about me, when I give advice to people that are not on my team, I'm very honest with them because I want to do what's best for them. I don't have more than a meeting or two usually, and be helpful. And yeah. being honest is the best way to be helpful to them. Well, right. on the team. These are long-term relationships, most of the ones I have, or they should be, or they're going to be if we've done our you know, job right in, in hiring people and having them join the team. And I feel like honesty is way more important in those situations. And I don't perceive it as a nice person necessarily. I'd rather be perceived as someone who's very honest and direct and wants to help people get better through that. And Absolutely. I personally struggle with it. I'm not mm-hmm. sure how that relates to anybody else in their experience necessarily oh, yeah but your question it, was a good one yeah so. well well to, to that point so this is something that has come up a lot in the leaders that we talk to and that we work with uh, we run this uh, online leadership community called the water cooler where we have over almost thousand leaders you know talking and chatting about their different problems and and concerns and one of the things that people bring up a, a lot of times is you know, Claire, I have trouble giving feedback or I'm just like, you know, everyone knows me as the nice guy. So like, how do I go from being like the nice guy to like being the honest person? And, uh, you know, when I used to do consulting work prior to running your company, one of the biggest trends that I would find uh, in in organizations and teams was uh, what I called a culture of nice. And how do you kill a culture of nice? So it's even when the entire team starts to embody this whole like, oh, good job, smiley face, pat each other on the back. And then like, Hmm, do we bring up that mistake? Like, how do we talk about things openly if all we do all day is just sort of like smile and nod our heads and agree with each other all the time? So I, you know, to your to your question of uh, are other people facing this? Absolutely. I guess my question always is why? So why is it so hard for people? Because I, I like being nice. Trust me, you know, I'm a pretty smiley, you know, I like to think I'm a kind person, right? Like, I, I know what you're talking about, Keaton. So why is it so hard for us people who self-identify as nice people to realize that maybe that's not always the most productive path or that it's possible to, possible to be both nice and honest? 
And I'll throw something out there just to sort of poke at, you know, both of us here, which is, is it because we want to be liked? Is it because we care like a lot about what people think about us and just really want to be liked by people who we've worked with for a long time? Like what's going on here versus like, say outsiders, like we don't really care if they like us or not, but like our team, like we kind of really want them to like us. Is that it? I don't know. Well, if people like you, they want to be around you. So if people mm -hmm. like you, they want to stay in your company. I mean, it's, it, I think there's a basic human nature of like, I have to deal with this all, person all the time. It should be a pleasant experience every time. Yes. Now, you can apply that to, you know, your sort of partnership, your life partner, if you're married, marriage, whatever have you, because, yeah, you should be pleasant to each other. I think that's important. I think it's important to get through conflict. Uh, and a lot of people call some of the relationships at work, whether it's co-founders, other things, marriages. And mm -hmm. I, I've come to terms with that. It's not the same. And the reason I think it's not the same and the reason I went from nice to more focused on honest, um, which takes time to develop, I think, um, is that in, in a business, because we're talking about a business here, there's mm -hmm. outcomes. There's outcomes. There's things we're looking to accomplish. So our basis isn't we have mm -hmm. a family or there's two of us and we're partners yeah. and like that's just how it is. Yes. This is outcomes. There's a third factor. It's not just about me and you or me and the team or yes. us as a team. If we're a team, there's outcomes. So if you think yes. about it, like if we're being nice, we might forget the outcome because yes. we're just trying to be nice to each other. So, so to me, the outcome changes construct relationships and we tend to treat our relationships at work the same as our personal relationships uh, if, if we're nice pe people or want to be not perceived as nice when mm -hmm. you know truthfully like we have outcomes we want to reach and every single individual on the team is responsible for things and if you're not honest with them about their responsibilities and expectations and things like that then i don't think you end up in a place where you're going to reach those outcomes that you want in for the business Absolutely. which is good for everyone I so completely it's kind of agree. Up to Amen. Like be nice and not honest, and then yes. not get to your outcome. Right? No, absolutely. I think uh, you know your point so. about I, your point about a lot of folks, uh, you know, in startups or business or leaders conflating family relationships or personal relationships with business relationships. I've always thought that was actually a mess. Like I hate it when founders talk about, oh, my team is my family. It's like really though. Because the purpose of your family is not to accomplish this goal to be, create a better outcome in the world or create impact or create revenue or whatever your goals are. Like your family doesn't have business no. goals, like your team does. No. And like the whole point of an organization is to actually yeah. accomplish something. It's not actually about just making sure everyone feels good. Because if everyone feels good, then you're actually not accomplishing anything. And it's, it's actually even why I hate even the buzzword employee engagement, right? Because it's this idea that like everyone just needs to be engaged. It's like, yes, if people <laughs> feel good about their work, then they're going to do better work. But are they going to feel that way all the time? No. And is it, you know, should the focus be on just having people feel good without any concern about if the actual goals are being accomplished? No. And so I think um, you're, you're absolutely right is almost this over-reliance on, on thinking that, uh, everyone just needs to feel good and, and that's what's going to, you know, um, like, and that's sort of the outcome, right? When, when obviously there's, there's very different, different outcomes. So, uh, question for you then, Heaton, uh, last thing here before yep. you go for prospective, um, founders or current founders and leaders who are watching this and who have been nodding their heads going, yes, Heaton, I'm with you. I'm the nice gal or I'm the nice guy in the organization. 
uh, and it sounds like you're working on this, like what advice do you have for them? Is there anything you're sort of consciously thinking about or doing or talking to folks about just to make sure that you, uh, yeah, you're more honest than you are nice? Yeah. Um, you know, I think one of the most powerful tools is uh, the ability to reflect and do the equivalent of a postmortem in as many areas in your business as possible. Yes. Uh, and, and like almost sterile tactical tip, but like yeah. to me, those reflections, those postmortems, those, how did we actually do? Like we did that, what happened? Mm. How did we do? Can we get better? How can we get better? All those kind of things are super important in being able to ask and, and asking people because they won't really tell you, you know, because it's a form of feedback and feedback is like, you know, it's a breakfast of champions, I would say, but it's also one of the hardest things to get out of people. So yes. repeatedly asking for it, repeatedly finding ways to get it on specific things. Like just the other day, I asked a team member like, hey, you're really good at process improvements. You, you've joined the team in the last month and a half. And I would like you to almost like be that cop like, hey, we're, we're screwing up here, right? Or like, tell us like where we can do better on process. And one of the things I'm working on, process is what's required because we're going from an early stage to a more scalable, repeatable like execution. And this person was brought in mostly because he's very good at that. But if mm -hmm. I don't ask him, the team doesn't ask him, he's not going to mention it. You know, it almost needs to get annoying to the point where asking him in an annoying way just always at it like hey we could do this better oh this isn't right right yeah. things like that so that's that's another aspect of what i mean uh because that's almost a reflection it's like hey help us reflect on something we suck at today you're you're good at it you're great at it so whoever's great at something make them be the cop so to speak right about yeah it's there i think the third one is this word outcome is not used enough in my opinion mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. outcome isn't just about your business it's also like if you want to be nice to somebody uh, and be honest, talk to them about what their outcomes are. What are you looking to accomplish for the business? What are you looking to accomplish for yourself? And how can I and the business help you get there? And sometimes people don't know what that is when you ask them, how can I help you get what you want in life? Exactly. Because you're, you're working here to get what you want in life. You're not just working here to work here and accomplish what we want to work on as a team. There's something you want in your life. And I don't really care what it is in the sense of like not telling me or it being private or whatever. Tell me, I can help you get it. And that's exactly. an outcome too. Yes. Right? Yes, absolutely. There's um, one of my favorites. Then you know. Yeah. Then you're being honest. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I. Uh, it's often referred to. Uh, there's this amazing book called uh, The Fifth Discipline that that talks about this. And, and the word that he, that uh, the author Peter Senge uses to describe it is he uses vision, right? So that picture of a better place. Like if everything goes well, mm. this is where we want to be. It's vision. And then That's the team right. obviously has a vision for where they want to be. You know, you've got your current reality and your vision. But everyone also has a personal vision. And the role of the leader is actually to take those personal visions and somehow sort of align it to that bigger vision. But you got to know what those personal visions are. You got to know what the personal outcomes that that people desire. So yeah, I, uh, I I am so so in line with that, Heaton, and appreciate so much all your insights. I know all of us watching, uh, at least folks who consider themselves nice, can can relate and have found your thoughts helpful. Thanks so much.